We're on the top of page, Reish Chav Dalid, And we're just been speaking about the source of every physical being down here in this world gets its spiritual energy from a spiritual source above. Like every, like the sages say, every blade of grass is a mazel, which which basically gives it energy to grow. So we see that the every physical thing has a spiritual source, and even though there's no no comparison between this spiritual source and the physical entity, um, nevertheless, through many chain, uh, through many descents and many diminishments and contractions of that energy from that spiritual source, it comes down and creates all the characteristics of that physical thing. Um, and that's what we said that uh, the same thing is every single creation has a spiritual source and that's the same thing about the sun and its sheath like the ozone layer which covers up the sun and which stops it from the heat of the sun from burning up the whole world so that spiritual source of these entities is from Havaya and Elikim respectively Havaya is the Shemesh and the sun and Elikim is the sheath and they have the same jobs that Elikim is to conceal the revelation of the pure godly energy from Avaya in order that it should be able to be received by the creations. So too is the job of this mugging, the shield on the sun. And all of this basically is able to come about through the intermediary of the world of Atsilas. When the divine energy from Erin Saif, the infinite energy of Hashem, comes down as channeled through the spheres of Atsilas, then it takes on a certain limitation and is able to go down to the level of the creations, the finite creations, and, and bring them into existence and give them all their physical, their um, characteristics. Um, so two lines on the top. So the same idea of the spiritual source of the, the spiritual source of the sun and, and its sheath being from Avayan Alikim, we also see from the, what the sages say, it says when the rooster crows, a person should make the blessing. Blessed are you, Hashem, who gives to the rooster understanding, Bina. So what's the connection of Bina to the rooster? Understanding to the rooster. Because the spiritual source of the rooster is from the five the five severities of Ima, of Bina, the mother, which is called Bina, because Bina is the mother of the source of the emotions, just like the mother is the source of the children. So the spiritual source of the rooster is Bina, of the, the specifically the five severities within the level of Bina and the world of Atsilas. And therefore, you're making this blessing on Bina when the rooster calls, because that's its spiritual source. Uh, so, and the purpose of these five severities of Bina, of Atsilas, is to arouse the level of Malchus, the lowest sphere of the world of Atsilas, from its descent into the created worlds of Bria and it goes down to those created worlds uh, every night and uplifts all the sparks that the creations have refined from their being trapped in the physicality. And it goes down every night, it picks up, it absorbs all the sparks and brings it back to the world of Atsilas. And the purpose of Bina of Atsilas is to arouse Malchus from its descent to come back up to Atsilas. That until midnight, the Malchus is in a state of descent into the worlds of the created worlds of Briya in order to bring about the refining the sparks from those worlds, bringing them back up, uh, uplifting them back to the source in Atsilas, meaning it's taking all the sparks that the creations that the people, the Jewish people, have refined through their Avedis Hashem, their service of Hashem, of basically of doing terimitzas with physical objects or using physical objects and everything in their life for the sake of a service of Hashem. And then Malchus goes down and takes that buck up, and that all happens, that process happens until midnight and at actual at midnight that is the that is when the 
the beginning of the ascent of Malchus goes back to its source in the world of Atilus. The Hague Vudis, the Imam Meirin and the five Vudis, the five severities of Bina of Atilus, are what arouse Malchus to go to go back up to become attached back with its source in the world of Atilus. So, and from this, from the, from the Bina of the world of, of the world of Atilus that arouses Malchus to go back up, from that is created in the world of Bria meaning through many descents and through diminishments of that level of Bina of Atzilus, it's creating now also in the world of Bria, Malach Gavriel, the angel Gavriel, which the, also the Gavriel's job is similar to this idea of Bina of, of Atzilus's job, is to arouse the souls, is to arouse the souls to ascend to Gan Eden, is to arouse the souls to ascend to Gan Eden, similar to arousing Malchus to go back from its descent and to go back into Atzilus. That at at midnight, at Chatzois, Hashem comes to delight and so to say to delight with the tzaddikim in Gan Eden, and so the so the the shamis, until then maybe we're going around in the world and doing different things, but now. Uh, the Nishamis are being uplifted back to Atzilus by the angel of Gavriel, whose job is to arouse them to come back to Gan Eden to, in order to have this special time um, to delight with Hashem. So the angel Gavriel's job is to arouse the souls that should ascend back to Gan Eden at, uh, at midnight. At Chatzois. So, and also in order that they, the souls should be able to receive to receive that delight that they end up having in Gan Eden with Hashem, who now comes to basically reveal himself to them in a more uh, uncovered way and give them more delight of revelation of godliness in order that they should be able to receive that revelation in Gan Eden. That is through the Bittl, specifically, that and the and the angel of Gavriel, which brings about, which permeates them, which gives them over this this Bittl, this um, submissiveness, this self-nullification. Shuhu, Omalach Hanal, Shuhu, and the aforementioned angel of Gavriel, which Gavriel is from the word Gevuda, is the the angel which basically is main emphasis of the idea of Yira and Gevuda of fear, severity. So the job of the angel of Gavriel is to arouse the souls with his um, attribute of fear, meaning of Bittel, that they should have more of a level of Bittel, of self nullification, um, of basically letting go of their own existences more and more in order they should be able to receive the godly light and the godly revelation when they go back up to Gan Eden to be to be delighting in the revelation of godliness there so his both his job is to arouse them to come back to Gan Eden and also to bring about with them to reveal within them a higher level of bittal that they should reveal to receive because they have to be proper kalim to receive that revelation of godliness that they're going to experience when they go back to Gan Eden with Hashem and that only way you can be a proper vessel for uh, receiving more uh, revelation of godliness is by letting go more and more of your own yeshes, of your own feeling of your own existence. And the neshamis, even though they're obviously not talking about the neshamis, how they're in the bodies anymore, but they're still, they are created entities, and therefore they have yeshes, and they have to experience a higher level of bittal, which is brought about by the Malach Gavriel. And from that, finally, through more descents and more diminishments of the divine energy of that source of Bina Vatilis going down through Bria, the Malach of Gavriel in the world of Bria, then from that is created down here in the physical world the physical rooster, Shnikr Gamkin Gevrichul, which is also called in Hebrew a Gever. Another word for a rooster, which Gever comes from the word Gvura, because it's connected back to the Malach Gavriel, connected back all the way back to the five Gvurais severities of Bina Vatilis. What's the whole purpose of the rooster? Again, down here is 
to wake a person up to serve Hashem. That's why he crows in the morning so early to wake people up to this to be able to serve Hashem. And it's itself understood, obvious that how much the physical rooster is has no comparison whatsoever to the angel of Gavriel, the world of Bria, and to the, for sure to compared to the five severities of the, of, of Bina of Atzilus. And nevertheless, the source of that physical rooster is receiving from the divine energy which comes all the way back from those spiritual levels. And that is why the physical rooster calls, not, and it's not for its own goodness, meaning it would be better if it would just be able to sleep through the night. It just is, has this automatic call that it does at at midnight. That's why it has this automatic call because it's receiving its influence from these sources which also have that call, they're calling out to the souls, or calling out to Malchus at Chatzai Slayla, at, at, at um, midnight. The train shall hoof in the Neda Hulu, but Isa has man, Mamma, Shamala, Havidal, Maid and Shamis, Hegurist, even Maid, because Malchus Hulu. And that's why, so it calls not in its own choice at the at midnight, the train shall hoof in the Neda, because these two, these true uh, flames of fire. Which basically wake it up. That's what the Zayar says. That wake up the physical um, rooster. So what is this? What is this idea? Meaning, what are these two flames of fire that is referring to? The basically the spiritual source of the rooster, which is the Malach Gavriel, the world of Bria, and also uh, all the way up to Bina Avatzilas. The train shall hoof in the nederkul, but Oisias ma mamish Malach Gavriel meirin neshamis. This is the exact same time that the angel Gavriel arouses the souls to go back to Gan Eden to be to delight in the revelation of godliness and the same time that the five severities of Bina of Atzilus are waking up or arousing Malchus to go back from its descent into the created world back to Atzilus because from the influx of revelation of godliness from uh, which is in Atzilus from the five severities of Malch, of of Bina of from the influx of revelation of godliness from Atzilus, from the five severities of Bina of Atzilus, which go into Malchus to arouse it, to go to go back from its descent, then from that influx of divine energy is drawn down to the next level, which is the angel of Gavriel in the world of Bria, and then going further down through many more diminishments and contractions and concealments to the physical, the physical, Rooster. But again, this is only possible after the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus were emanated and therefore able to be the channel, the bridge between the infinite energy, which is um, extended out from the infinite energy of Hashem and through the channel of the Kalim of the vessels of the world of Atzilus, and then going down through all these chains of descent through Bina of Atzilus to, to the Malach Gavriel of Bria and all the way down to the physical rooster. But the only way that's possible is through the intermediary, intermediary the bridge of Atzilus. Then, only then, it's possible that the level of Malchus, which is in a state of descent into the, the creator worlds of and the five severities of Bina are arousing uh, Malchus from that descent. And now then, after you have the concept of the spheres of Atzilus, which have Eidus Akelim, which are able to bring together these two opposites of the infinite and the finite, after you have that concept of Atzilus, then you, it's possible 
for this divine energy to be drawn down in the chain of descent all the way down to the physical rooster. But if it wasn't for the, if Tzilus was never created, then it wouldn't be possible, this whole chain of descent from the spiritual source all the way down to the physical being. Because Tzilus is bridging the gap between the infinite and the finite because specifically of the Oedis and Kalim aspect, which have the, which bridge that infinite, the Oedis with the Kalim, with the finite, with the, fin, the um, limitation. Well, be Yalkut, and Yalkut Shemaini, the Medrash, Isa, the Meshach of Eil Abashalim, Kishahaya Bahar, Yoda, Yem, Valayla, Mehmidus, Malachim, Kodesh Baruch. That Meshach Abena, when he was on the Har Sinai, was on Mount Sinai, receiving the Torah from Hashem, he knew when it was day and when it was night. Um, how did he know that? Even though there was no concept of day and night in that spiritual realm, from the Amidas Hamalachim Kadosh Baruch, from when the angels would say their praises to Hashem of Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of Hosts and Baruch Hashem Kevim and Baruch Hashem and Blessed is Hashem's glory from its place. So what does this mean? How would Moshe Rabbeinu know the physical times of night and day from these spiritual ideas of the praises of the angels? It's known that in a higher spiritual level means that there's more revelation of godliness. And the more that the godly energy is drawn down to lower levels, it becomes more enclosed and concealed by the yeshes and the physical by the yeshes and the existence of the lower world. So and therefore. Basically, the higher the godly energy is, the more revealed it is. The lower it is, the more concealed it is in the in the garments of um, the yeshes of creation. And therefore, when the when the srofim, which are the angels uh, of the world of Bria, say kaddish, when they say holy, holy, holy. Which is which is basically when they're going through this ascent of this yearning to go back to their Hashem to be absorbed in their source. This is in a level where there is a revelation of godly energy. But the lower angels of the world of of Asiyah, they're saying Baruch, which Baruch always implies some Shachal, the Kamavrich as a Geffen, bringing down the vine. So they find in the lower level angels, and they say Baruch, which is drawing down. That's already. Referring to a level of godliness which is coming down to creation and becoming more invested and in, clothed in the confines and the limitations of creation. And this down here becomes expressed in the idea of day and night, revelation and concealment. Only when there's this concept of revelation of godly energy and the investment of that energy in more concealments. Then it's possible to have such a concept of revelation, meaning of day and of concealment of night and the chain of creation with even, until it even reaches down here in the physical world, day and night. So the higher levels, there's more, more revelation of light. The more that it goes down, it's more mislabish, it's more misalim, becomes more concealed. And therefore, the Kaddish of the Surafim, when the Surafim, the angels, the higher level angels say Kaddish, which is an expression of their ascent of going up. Kaddish is like, I, I realize how, how Hashem is so removed from me and I want to go up and connect to that awesomeness of Hashem. That's their, their aliyah. So that is, if they're going up, that means they're going to levels where there's more revelation of godliness. And the Yifan, in which they baruch, which implies a drawing down of godliness, that means that the godliness is becoming lower and lower. It's being drawn down into more concealment. So that is the concept of day and night. So therefore, when the Yisrofim say, Kaddish, that's the idea of day of revelation because they're going up to more revealed state and they find him and they say Baruch, that means it's more concealment. They're drawing down godliness to more concealed. And so therefore, 
that is what creates the concept of day and night, and that's how Moshe Rabbeinu knew from the saying of the angels, Kaddish, that's when it was day, and when it was Baruch, that's when it was night. So, and now we understand how the ten spheres, specifically of the world of Atilas, are the intermediary, the bridge between the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite emanator, and the finite creation. Because through the emanating, the emanation, the bringing into being of the, the revelation of the ten spheres of the world of Atilas, that is how it was brought about the creation of the lower worlds, the created worlds of because being that there is this finite, limited, defined concept of the world of Atzilus, meaning the Kalim, the Koyach HaGvul, Hashem's potential, Hashem's ability to um, limit himself, that's the idea of specific spheres of the world of Atzilus, then it was able to be a source for the creation of these limitation of the limited actual, actual created spheres in the world of Shukasuv, uh, this is the meaning of deep meaning of the verse. That there is a river going out from Aden in, in order to irrigate to water the Gan, the garden. What is that referring to? The Aden. Aden always refers to Chachma. the highest sphere. And there is a river which is going out from Chachma Vatzilus Aden. Lahashke uh, Sagan in order to water the 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 um, Gan the garden the Gan Eden who and that is referring to Gan Eden the Garden of Eden which is in the world of Bria. So that verse is is basically talking about this very connection between Atzilus and Bria that there is a, a divine revelation which goes out from Eden Chachma of Atzilus and goes down all the way to water meaning to bring revelation down into the lower worlds of Bria Tirasia but only through. The ten spheres, which is the concept of limitation, the first concept of limitation that exists, and that is through that that is able to channel to bridge the infinite revelation which Atzilus experiences down to the finite of the worlds of Biyatirasia. However, in order that they should be able to be the bring into existence of the creations. Of the world, the lower worlds of created worlds of Briatia, the main aspect here, the main channel is the channel of Malchus of Atilis and not the higher spheres, even though we just said before that the general intermediary between the infinite and the finite is the, all the ten spheres and their Eudis and the Kalim, specifically the Kalim, the Kayakakvul. Nevertheless, Malchus is the main sphere which brings this about. Because within the ten spheres of Atilis, there's still shines within them in a revealed way the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem as it's known even as the infinite energy of Hashem descends and becomes condensed within the vessels of the world of nevertheless there is no end to the extension of these spheres and of the energy within them even after the divine energy the infinite energy has become enclosed and invested in these vessels there still is a infinitude to them, being that they're connected back to their source, the infinite source. And therefore, the spheres have an unlimited range and ability to affect. And therefore, automatically, it's self-understood that it's possible for these spheres to be a direct source to the world, lower worlds, the created worlds of Briatirasio, which are limited, um, finite worlds. So therefore, the ten spheres, which have still an infinitude toward the, to them, being that they're connected directly back to the Arian Saif, 
It's impossible for them to be a direct source for the finite. And another point here that it makes it even more strong, this point, that ten spheres can't be a direct source, is that the spheres of Atsilis are in a constant state of ascent and of being absorbed and subsumed in their source, in the infinite uh, emanator, in the Shem, the infinite essence of Hashem that emanates the world of Atsilis. And these two points actually are dependent on each other. So being that, the spheres, being that, the Oyr, um, which descends into the spheres of Atsilis, basically is in a constant state of yearning to go back to be absorbed in its original source, and basically in the emanator, in the Shem himself, who emanated, who who caused the extension of, you know, a condensed divine energy to be, to be, to descend from him, to diffuse from him. So he is the source of that energy. So this energy wants to always go back to its source. And that's the reason also why the 10 spheres also have an ain't safely spashtusam. They still have this infinite reach, unbounding reach. And because they are constantly connected back to their infinite source. Like the Savior Yitzira says, that the ten spheres, quote, is ten spheres blima, without any true, real mahus, without any um, matter to them, without any being to them, without any existence. And it says that they're like a flame, how it's still connected to the um, to the ember, to the coal. Just like the flame, which is connected to the coal, which is the source of that flame, so too the ten spheres are constantly connected and attached and unified with their source, the, with the Arian Seif So therefore, being that they're, the ten spheres are constantly connected and they're in a state of ascent and being absorbed back in their source, that's why they have Blima, that's why they don't have any real independent existence and feeling of their self, and that's why they have Arian Seif, they have still a unlimited aspect to them. Um, and like the verse implies that the verse enumerates all the um, seven emotive attributes of the, and referring to the world the seven emotive attributes of Hashem it says that you Hashem is a gdula all the seven spheres and it says that in the verse says all these midas are to you I mean, they're all unified and nullified within you and in a state of absorption and total sub- being subsumed and absorbed within their infinite source. Um, in that infinite source, which has no connection to these finite midas, um, these finite attributes. So the more so that the the intellectual aspects, the intellectual levels of the world of Atsilas, are in a constant state of absorption of sent back in their source, being that they're at a higher level, therefore they experience that revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem a lot more, therefore they have even more so want to be connected back to that source and they have that infinitude to them still. And just like the Tikkun Yisrael says about the ten fetus of the world of Atsilas, that Hashem, the alien self, the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem and His Chayoyi, and his life force, which is referring to the Eir of the world of Atsilis, are totally one. Hashem is totally one. Hashem in his essence is totally one with the energy of the world of Atsilis, and Hashem in his essence is totally one with the Garmoi, with the Kalim of the world of Atsilis. That's both the divine energy and the lights, and also the, the vessels of the world of Atsilis are totally Chad, totally one with a, in a state of Bittl, a state of total submissiveness of 
self amplification and absorption in that in the infinite essence of Hashem. So we'll stop there on the top page, Reish Chafhei, the top, top line.